Hey, this is Phil Lamar. And this is also Phil Lamar. And you're listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. It's Thursday, so we're going to talk a little bit of history. All week, we're celebrating the launch of Skylab. It was the first and, well, only space station from the United States, like, as a, as a solo artist. And it launched back in 1973, and it's a major accomplishment. And today, we're going to look at kind of what went into it, what it was about, and um, some of the important things that it accomplished. So... A few things, a few facts about it, you know, is, like I said, launched May 14th, 1973, and it came back on July 11th of 1979. Uh, it weighed about 169,000 pounds. It was a little over 82 feet long, about 56 feet wide, and 36 feet high. Um, it was So, you know, pretty, pretty big. It would make about 15 orbits a day. Took about 90 minutes. Uh, it was in orbit for 2,249 days. And of that, it was actually only occupied 171 days. Um, because, you know, people going up and down, up and down, and not necessarily always being on there. So, it it uh, had a, a short life, but an important life. And it wasn't always that way though so going back Werner von Braun who you probably recognize he is one of the biggest names in aerospace history he was born in 1912 died in 77 so just not too long after Skylife started he was a Nazi scientist he was in charge of their rocket program and then after World War II America grabbed him as part of Operation Paperclip, which is actually really kind of messed up and kind of interesting to read and research. Maybe maybe sometime we'll talk about Paperclips, but if we do, I have to talk about the little Microsoft Office Assistant. But anyway, him and Arthur C. Clarke, the famous sci-fi writer, were like, hey, we need to have people in space, and we can do this. And they were offering up ideas and everything. And they were like, part of this is you need a space station. Okay, people go from Earth to the space station where they get fueled up, ready to go, and then they can go to the moon, they can go to Mars, everything like that. They wrote all these articles about it. And Von Braun's original idea was a space station that was 250 feet in diameter. To put it in perspective, Skylab was about was less than 22 feet. So it was... 10 times the size and it would have artificial gravity and there would be an 80 person crew on it I mean a lot like the watchtower that we talked about on Wednesday's show and people could and then this is where yeah his his true colors his roots show like he was like yeah you know we can have astronomers in there meteorologists and all this but we can also have soldiers who can watch you know the Russians and things because this is Cold War, the the height of the Cold War and stuff, um, and that you know that was kind of the selling point. Because of course you you need military 
funding to, to make something like this. And as technology developed, you know, solar power especially, it was like, okay, maybe maybe this can work. And they saw that they can do unmanned satellites to do some of the work, you know, as far as uh, weather and the surveillance and stuff. And then you also had the Apollo program that was going to the moon and everything. So they're like, well, you don't need that, that middle step. But they're like, okay, maybe he, he kind of took a step back and was like, all right, if you're not going to do my huge one, what if we did a smaller one? So, in 1959, he was running the Army Ballistics Missile Agency. And he was like, here's a thing called Project Horizon. And this was about putting a military base on the moon. Because, again, it's the 60s, and he was a Nazi, and yeah, that's, that fits character. Um, it was like, we're going to put men on the moon, and everything. Well, around this time, you also had NASA popping up and really kind of taking control of space stuff from the military. And so then he went to them and was like, hey, we can do this. And uh, they're, they're part of Horizon has this lab that floats around the earth and everything. And they were like, all right, we, we can look at that. And then they went and retooled everything. And this is how we started to get the first inklings of Skylab, like as, as we know it. Um, the DOD, the Department of Defense, and NASA were kind of working together. And it, which works well because that's how you're going to get your funding and stuff, right? But the DOD was like, well, we kind of want our own thing. We want to have our own crew up there, our own people. And NASA was like, well, you know, this is a, a joint effort. This is what we should do. So the DOD was like, all right, we're going to do our own thing. And they came up with this manned orbital laboratory or mall. And it looks like like a beer bottle in space is what it looks like. It's kind of kind of interesting. Uh, and this is it was going to be a two man crew that could spy on everybody and everything like that. And pretty much every sci fi movie has this plot. Uh, we just watched Kong Skull Island the other day. I showed it to the boys. And in that movie, you know, you have the military. You have Sam Jackson who's going to take down King Kong, even though the scientists are like, no, hey. Here's what, what's good and right and what we should do. And, uh, you know, and so that, that battle there, it's, it's a real thing. You know, it's even been going on behind the scenes and stuff forever. Um, I, yeah. So as it went on, you know, the Apollo missions were getting more and more popular. They were doing their thing. And then it was like, all right, we can, we can have a space station. We can justify this. But... How is it going to work? And I could get in here and I could start naming all the rockets, the S-IVB uh, rockets, the Titan 2-C rockets. There's a lot of different rockets that went into it. I, You can research that if you want. Um, I feel like it'd be a little, a little boring to kind of go over that. Well, so then they had this wet workshop. And this was a space station that would use spent liquid propellant rockets to kind of get everything. But as it was going on, they realized like the size of the like the second stage Saturn V rockets and stuff. See again and all this stuff, um, you know. And then you get hydrogen going in there, and it just didn't quite work. But this is where they started doing a lot of you know the finalizing, and they're like, okay, well we need an airlock here. And this is 
what's gonna what's gonna go down well then they had the dry workshop because the government is nothing if not creative on naming things but uh they were taking too long but this dry workshop they're like okay here's how we're doing this stuff and nasa said we need 450 million dollars and the united states was like we'll give you 42 million but they made it work you know Na nasa is nothing if not creative and so they went through um we they canceled apollo's 18 19 and 20 and they recycled the stuff i guess upcycled i don't know because they weren't actually used i don't know used the rockets and boosters from those to help with skylab and then what i think is really interesting one of the coolest parts of this story and the fact that they haven't made a movie um or maybe they have i i didn't see i mean like a fictionalized version of all this is, is amazing but they brought in Raymond Lowey who was known he was a French American who was known for designing amazing things for any you could hand him any top a train he's gonna make a cool train a building he's gonna make a cool building and they brought him in to make it habitable and he was like all right you know you need Astronauts need to chill. They need to have a place to relax. Uh, we need to put a window in there so they can see Earth and stuff, and that way they're not just looking through these screens all the time. And these are calming colors to put in there, and everything like that. Ended up ha doing all this. And the first astronauts like, well, what? We don't care. We'll just get us up there. But they sent some people to live in a submarine for four weeks, and they kind of changed their tune a little bit after that. Uh, now he did want to put in like a movie, not a full movie theater, but a place where they can watch movies and stuff. But everybody's like, just give us books and music and we'll be good. Because again, you're up there for so long. And they actually, it went from the longest somebody had been in space before that was like 23 days. Well, Skylab 2, the crew, because there were four crews that went up there, Skylab 2 was there for 28 days. Skylab 356 and Skylab 4 for 84 days. So they're going to be up there a while. Uh, and another, so he was like, found out a way to put in showers and toilets. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, these toilets are so much better than what we've had before. Um, but another thing was food. Because astronauts complained about how gross space food was. You know, it came in like squeeze tubes and stuff. So he, well, he didn't design it but he mentioned how it would be important for them to to have the food and the most of the astronauts agreed that the food was better still not great but you know a, a solid improvement and I think that's something that's pretty pretty neat there's a, a documentary on curiosity stream um, Man, I forgot what it's called. Uh, I it just it, I just remembered it as I'm sitting here recording, and it's about redesigning food for space, and how uh, you know how to make it better for astronauts and stuff. And if I can remember it, I'll, I'll post it on Facebook or something. But it's it's really fascinating. So they're making all this because these people are going to be up there for a long time. Well, finally, everything kind of clicks. And Skylab gets gets going, and it gets launched, like I said, in 73. And 
Then Skylab 2 would go up May 25th of 73. Skylab 3 was July 28th. Skylab 4 was November 16th. Skylab 5 was, was canceled. And Skylab 4, that crew, the last Skylab crew uh, returned home February 8th of 1974. Now, they had a standby crew that was just always ready to go. It was two astronauts, but they could bring five back down. So the three people that would be up there with the crew, they could bring them back down. But luckily, they never had to use them. And there was also like a, a medical team that was ready to go and all these things. And then we had a space station. We had this station up in space that they did. I mean, they had the routines, you know, with like breakfast and showers and dinner and chores. You know, they it orbited Earth almost 2,500 times. Uh, they did three over 300 scientific investigations in everything from like human physiology, um, the biometric research, all sorts of solar observation, uh, stuff to do with geologies and watching hurricane weather patterns, how crystals and water and welding work in space, uh, all, all of these things. But they had, I mean, their to-do list was insane. They would get uh, their orders sent from NASA up to them via this printout. And the paper printout sometimes was like 15 meters long, which is like 50 feet. So that's that's a lot of stuff to do. But because of it, we know now we learned so much about the way the sun behaves, solar patterns, solar flares, um, how weather works, you know, what the earth does, what it looks like, where Russians keeps nuclear missiles, like all of these things we have learned thanks to Skylab. And while you know, that was all we did. You know, there was talks of a Skylab B, a second Skylab, and some other things. Um, eventually, NASA changed their mind. It was like, okay, now we're going to work with the rest of the world. And, you know, you had like Mir and stuff, but you had the International Space Station and a lot of things on the International Space Station wouldn't have been possible without Skylab. So that's that's why I wanted to talk about it. I honestly, I had heard of Skylab. Um, I didn't know a whole lot about it, but researching it and seeing what's out there uh, is, is really cool. So I encourage you, you know, if you're a space person, go check it out, do some research, learn about all the different parts, the rotating parts, the, the missiles, uh, rockets, excuse me, that helped get it up there and I, I I don't know. It's really cool. Let me know. Are you a fan of space stuff? I, I've always been, uh, you know, even as a kid. You can let me know in the comments below here on SoundCloud or on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. Just look for The Night Nerd. You can email me, nightnerd at thenightnerd.com. Otherwise, that does it for me today. Again, my name is Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein.